Hello and welcome to another episode of Conclave Radio. Uh, it is your hosts, Casey Hall. Hello, I'm Clint. I'm JTJ. And I'm the Beard Greg. Yahoo! All right, well, first of all, guys, um, we missed you both last we week. We really missed Thanks. you guys. We've, we, we got, were you not there? No. I wasn't. You know, I had other responsibilities last week, pre- having to preach the word of God to the youth of our church, and so it was just and, not a good place a for me job. to be mentally. How did it go, by the way? Huh? What's that? How'd it go? I, I got saved three times. That's right. That's like going that's to right. Tom that, Friday's class for the first time. That's typically how, uh, how, how Clint works. You know, you get saved three times. Ex- then, at least. Ooh. If yeah. you don't get enough out of your own. Uh, don't worry. We, we got it handled. Well, y'all did a great job. I have gotten a sneak. I've, I've watched the, mm-hmm. the stream, and wow, am I impressed. Well, I appreciate that. So you good know? job, fellas. You know? Uh, I tried my you. best. Oh, and succeeded. And succeeded. We don't need y'all, but we want y'all, so that's why you're here. Please. We're just please here for emotional here. support, right, Gregory? <laughs> I'm actually, I am needed. Oh, you are needed. I'm, yeah. Greg is I'm definitely not needed. needed. <laughs> they just didn't realize needed it. right yeah. now. No, yeah. you're very much needed, and we we won't go into the <laughs> we won't go too deep into it. Um, so, so the last couple of weeks we've been in Romans. Yes, that's kind of what we started. The uh, we're in Rome. We in, were reading. When in hey, Rome. When in Rome. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, you like that, right? Great minds <laughs> yeah, think alike. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And these but, are little nuggets that you don't get as jokes unless you're in here with us. Exactly. But we've been reading from Romans 12. Yeah, we started in Romans 12 and we talked about, uh, you know, when Paul was writing the letters and how everyone was against the Christians and how uh, the Christians should act when the world is against them, uh, basically. And, we, you know, we kind of built off of that. Then we, we read, uh, uh, I think it was verses 17 through 21, mm-hmm. uh where he talks about how to act towards people against you. So today we're, we're kind of looking at 13. Uh, yeah. 13 is kind of the most formidable New Testament chapter because it describes the believer's responsibility to the government. You know, yeah. this Which is... Which is we don't have one. Well, we do, actually. <laughs> it's a universal... Uh-oh. Controversial. It's yeah. a, it's a, we're not this kind of podcast. It's what we would call a universal application. Uh, because whatever kind of government we're talking about, whatever era, you know, so, well, you know, this is not apply to me because I, you know, I'm not living in the time of when this was written. Now, this is for any kind of government, you know, democratic, socialist, Marxist, you know, depending on where you live, <laughs> you know, whatever century, whatever circumstances, the principles that, that we talk about in Romans, when you read Romans 13, our conduct applies. You know, it was it was written two thousand years ago, but it leaps off the pages when I read thirteen, okay? and it speaks to us where we find ourselves. Well, let's look at thirteen one through seven, shall we? Absolutely. And since I made other people read, I'll, I'll read this week. Uh, yeah, so we're we're reading one through seven. It says, and of course from the from the Good News Bible, uh, it says everyone must obey state authorities because no authority exists without God's permission. And the existing authorities have been put there by God. Whoever opposes the existing authority opposes what God has ordered. And anyone who does so will bring judgment on himself. For rulers are not to be feared by those who do good, but by those who do evil. Would you like to be unafraid of those in authority? Then do what is good, and they will praise you. Because they are God's servants working for your own good. But if you do evil, then be afraid of them because their power to punish is real. 
They are God's servants and carry out God's punishment on those who do evil. For this reason, you must obey the authorities, not just because of God's punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. That is also why you pay taxes, because the authorities are working for God when they fulfill their duties. Pay, then, what you owe them. Pay them your personal and property taxes and show respect and honor for them all. So, I see this conversation it, getting very heated very so easily. So, I see, um, I say, I make this statement a lot of times. I, you know, there's some things in the Bible that I can read and I can say, what is he trying to say? What is the Holy Spirit trying to teach me here? I, I need some more deeper thought into it. I need to look in some commentaries. This is not one of those complex or confusing issues to me. It identifies the government as established by mm-hmm. God. Our responsibility is twofold, to submit and to pay our taxes. Yeah, It's not, it's not a subtle message. I it's mean, not it, a subtle message, and we find it challenging. Why? Why do we find it challenging? Because we don't, of our well, rights. Our rights. We look at, at the government <laughs> the and through our lens of today. We look at our government. We see that they're not making moral choices that we approve with. They legalize lifestyles that we said that the Bible opposes that. Abortion, stem cell research, elevating an immoral people, just to name a few. It encroaches upon our lives. It takes away our freedom, as JTJ said. And these things disturb us, correct? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Especially. They, they don't disturb you? Wrong. As a as a so, whole, they are, they disturb. I mean that, that's why some of that's why it it disturbs some of us when we have to read that, that Paul says that we should submit to the government that God establishes. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the historical context here because you literally have Rome, who's a dictatorship, effectively, and Paul is telling them, "Hey, you know those people that are killing you? Yeah, slavery S- s- slavery flourished in this time. Yeah. Millions of people." Mm-hmm. And he was telling those people, you've got to submit to the authority. It's a very yeah. hard thing to swallow. But I think what we forget is he was telling them to submit to the authority, not in the sense of when the authority tells you to not be a Christian, now that's give di- up being a Christian. Well, yeah. so you're, you're or, ba- don't bury the lead. I mean, that's later. Okay. <laughs> well, but I mean, that's <laughs> there are exceptions to that rule. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I don't, I don't know that it's an exception. Like I think tyrants? it, I think it is very firmly within what we just read. Obey the authority, yeah. because the authority is instituted by God. Now, if the authority says this is the punishment for this act, obey that authority. Sometimes that means being punished for something that you believe in, and it says obey that authority. I think. Well, like I, if they made Christianity illegal tomorrow, our I, call from illegal, God illegal, right? If uh-huh. they made Christianity illegal tomorrow, uh-huh. our call from God is not to take the Capitol Hill with guns and mm-hmm. tell them that that's not going to stand on our country. Now, would some of us do it? Well, okay, I, you know, I might, I might defend my home, but our call from God is based on Romans thirteen, not. When he says submit, he's not saying submit to the law that's instituted. He's saying submit in the sense of don't fight off the government. Be willing to do whatever they say is the reasonable punishment for a crime because that's what their job is. Their job is to punish crime. Even if they say, well, your punishment is to be burned at the stake. You go, if that's how you're punishing Christians, burn me at the stake. Also, that's mm-hmm. yeah, like I, that's, And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't disagree with that because mm-hmm. – if they you say an agreement. yeah, if they say homosexuality is is not is not right. illegal, and uh-huh. then that's going to be how you're going to celebrate. I'm going to go, hey, if that's what the government wants to decide, yeah, yeah. more power to the government. Well, exactly. 
Well, yeah. a good example of that uh, is, uh, and and Greg, you're going to hate me, but I didn't memorize them. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, boy. Hananiah, oh, Azariah, boy. and Mishael. Those people. <laughs> so, you know, they were set to walk into the flames and die. They literally did walk into the they, flames. They yeah. did it. Yeah. Because now, they said that's an appropriate punishment, and he's told us to submit to authority. It would have been sinful had they said we're not going to go into the— Right. Or if they had right. renounced God. If they had renounced, that would have been sin. Had they also said, uh, well, no, we're not going to do what Caesar says to do. We're mm-hmm. not going to follow that. that. That would be sinful. I think that's—the point is, I think today what we see a lot— Well, let's—let like, let me— What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? Did well, he come? He submitted to he the WWJD. He, he didn't come to seek social change. He didn't come to alter the tax code. He didn't come yeah. to to address economic issues, even though there were, that was a concern for him. Mm-hmm. Was he aware of it? Yeah, yes, sure. Absolutely. Of course, he was. He had perfect knowledge of everything. He knew there was a need for tax reform. He knew there was a need to take care of the poor and the widow and the sick and take and and that people needed to be addressed, that people that were indifferent to it, right? But he didn't overthrow it. He didn't come to bring about social change. Why? Because he knew that if you dealt with what first, then the other things would happen right. later. He didn't he did come to deal with social change. He didn't come to deal with social change by telling the government how they were going to deal yeah. with social change. He came to deal with social change, yeah. and this is what you're getting to, by changing the hearts of men. Correct. And that's what he's telling us to do. I mean, Submit to the authorities. Let the authority be have their mind made up. You change your heart. You yeah. worry about your I mean, heart. He wasn't created. He wasn't interested in creating a new social order. He was coming. He was interested in a new spiritual order. Woo! I mean, wouldn't I mean that's wow. yeah, that's where that's where he was because he knew if I could <laughs> I preach if I preach the gospel, <laughs> that would radically transform lives, transform governments, transform people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, JTJ, what are your thoughts? I was going <laughs> to... Sorry, my apologies. I was going to say, I always think of when Jesus said, give under Caesars, what is Caesar's going to get up in the gods? What is God's whenever I think of that? Mm-hmm. I was also thinking about this on the car ride over here, and I said, well, we live technically in a republic, a republican society, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that, where we get to vote in our leaders. Democratic, Democratic republic, yeah. We so, elect so, officials who so represent us. So effectively, wouldn't that mean that effectively that we are the deciding factor in who gets the leader government? So we are God's hands in that regard? Well, and see, that, that brings up an interesting point, because if you read Romans 13, 1 through 7, and you read it in mixed company, yeah. uh, mainly if you read it with Americans and British people together, the British go, ah, ha, ha, y'all aren't a Christian nation after all. Because our founding fathers did what? A lot of voting. They actively opposed the authority that had been set up. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. have to be careful how we read this. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> correct. I mean, I only really think of one time where Jesus actively got angry at government, and that was probably at the temple. But even then, he was more so upset at the fact that the church was taking advantage of people that didn't have much to begin with. Yeah, I don't even yeah, know. And he was wasn't mad at state authority. No, he was mad yeah. at church authority. Yeah. He never really railed against Rome. He was upset with the people and the church of letting this yeah. all happen. But yeah. even then, yeah. that's not even a governmental example. It's more of a church example. Uh, yeah. Well, And you just think about it in terms of what we experience in our country, like our country has its downsides, has its struggles, mm-hmm. and people say, this is wrong, I'm going to outright revolt, and I'm going to outright rebel. And no matter how bad we have it here, we've never had uh, the U.S. government come out and say we're going to kill all the uh, one sex of all the infant children. 
China has. No, they did. They did in the time Rome of did. Right. Yeah. Rome, yeah. Rome did this decree. Rome looked a lot like China. Correct. And we yeah. want to say, oh, well, you know, oh, oh. right. We're being oppressed. Right. No, you're no, not. No, we're, no. Not, we're not being oppressed. I mean, China, I think, actively a few months ago, said that all churches have to remove Christian iconography and replace it with communist mm-hmm. I- iconography. Uh, they also said at the beginning, at the end of last year, that they were going to rewrite the Bible. And then this happened. Well, look at, I, th- <laughs> so. I think I think the better way to look at context of what you so. read in 13 is when you look at 12. Yes. And y'all looked at 12. Yes. Because yes. 12 you find out, and if you do more study, you find out what, the reason why this had to, one of the reasons this had to be addressed is because they were very rebellious. Yes. And, you know, mm-hmm. look in the Old Testament. They were rebellious then too. What, how many yeah. times did, did God say to Ezekiel? You hard-hearted nation. How many times <laughs> did he tell Ezekiel they are a stubborn, rebellious people? And they were rebellious even to the government then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know what Barabbas did, right? I, I know I made a little bur- Barabbas. We, know, we, we made a bird. Barabbas joke earlier, yeah. and it was good. Yes. But what did Barabbas do? Why was Why was Barabbas in prison? Wasn't he a murderer? Yeah. Who did he try no. to kill? He was, know? he was a confederate. Who did he try? That he tried was to, basically he tried to kill. He, he tried to kill government officials in yeah. Rome. Oh. What does what does twelve talk talk to us about? Don't repay anyone evil for evil. You know that so government. You know good. that that government that's trying to kill all the infant children of certain um, genders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't repay evil for evil. We don't do that. Christians, we're different. Mm-hmm. Should be. Yeah, yeah, we're different. You're called to be different than that. Well, that, that I thought that was very interesting. You know, if you read twelve, you know, don't repay evil for evil. Repay evil for good. That's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing. I think you can still. Uh, you can still go against the authority while having a good spirit and having a de- having a good mindset. But then in chapter thirteen, he goes right into it. Uh, also, while repaying evil with good, yeah, do what they say, submit to authority, and then that and that that's hard. Well, and I think if you look at historically the major state reforms that have happened in the last two thousand years, mm-hmm. have been men and women of God who looked at their state and said, this is what my God calls my moral compass. This is what he tells me to do, and this is how the state should act. But they weren't saying, I refuse to submit to the state unless you act like this. They were saying, I submit to the state willingly, and I think you should act like this. Like, we are not Mm. called as Christians to stand here with guns, and this comes from a guy who has a a gun shop hat on today. Um... (laughs) We are not called to stand here with guns and say, the government won't come on my property until they do exactly what I think. No, we're called to say, I submit to the government whatever choice they make, but here's the choice they should be making. Right. As as a Christian, this is my my stand that I'm going to take, and I will submit to the government whatever they say. Yeah, real Mm -hmm. Christians don't go out and kill and harm people Mm -hmm. and start a revolution, period. Uh, Unless... Uh, and that's and that's where we need oh, to get to. Oh. And because there, there's a cap, there there is an exception there, to that scriptural exception to that, right. which is where Greg talked. But but aside from where we will get to the Christian writer revolution, just because they hurt my feelings or did things that are unjust, you know, I don't like taxes. I, if they increase my taxes anymore, you know, that's not if they if they do other things that are even worse than that. Look, you want to start a revolution, but the Bible says that's not what we do. I'm sorry, Clint. Unless. I'm, I'm just enough of an 80s child. You say start a revolution, and yeah. I hear a certain song going uh-huh. in my head, yeah. and I can't, I can't help it. And what is that, what is that song? Kirk I'm not, I can't sing it well oh, enough okay. to, to do it on radio. Are we talking Kirk Franklin yeah. here? Yeah. And, and Peter agreed. 
Peter talked about the yeah. same kind of uh, same kind of context in First Peter two. Uh, he's writing to believers in Gentile areas. You need to mm-hmm. change your attitude. I think that was the the gist of what he told them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but you know, you can't. The Bible says it. It's hard for us to say that. It'd be hard for Casey to say that to me. Clint, you need, you're wrong. You, I mean, you are wrong. You try that right now. You try that right now in the climate that we live right now and say, you need to check your attitude for why you're doing what you're doing. You say you're a believer and look how you're acting. What does the Bible say? about your conduct right now is it is it your job as a christian to start a revolution for this whatever your whatever this this is well and and but then we're we're caught in this as a christian we want to say it's not my job to start a revolution over my rights and that's true uh-huh. but it is my job mm-hmm. to protect others rights and yes. so i am not within my Christian duty to say, well, government can't tax me anymore. Uh-huh. That's not that's not their job. Right. But it is my job as a Christian to stand up and say, this person is starving because they're being taxed uh-huh. so heavily, or this person is being oppressed by this government entity, whatever yeah. that government entity is. Right. Um, yeah. I'll wear my Blue Lives Matter hat sure, tomorrow. Sure. But but um, <laughs> but we can oh. call out oppression and say the government is oppressing this group of people. Yeah. And that's our job as a Christian, yeah. to keep the government accountable, Right. but we still submit to it right. in that reform attitude of holding the government accountable for its actions, yeah. we still submit to the government. Mm-hmm. And it's this fine blade to walk yeah. that the church is not exactly great at walking. <laughs> because we're called to be peacemakers. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're, we're called to live a tranquil life. Right. I mean, like, we know that there's, I don't like our prison system. We have more people in prison than any other developed country in the world. So obviously prison doesn't really get the job done in a, in a macro sense. Is that correct, Greg? Am it I is. using that terminology You're good. correct? Yes, right? that's correct. So, that's correct. All right. So in the Bible stresses that our biggest influence is probably not with pitchforks and fire. It's with prayer. Yep. So there was an exception, mm. right? What was the exception? What was the exception? Anybody know? Greg, you know. I know, but I'm going to let somebody else answer the question. What's the exception? We're going to look at it. Acts I'm going to know. I'm going to know it as soon as you say it. <laughs> right. Let's look at Let's look at Acts four, thirteen through nineteen. And the, there, look, there's there's a bunch there, but uh, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with him, there was nothing they could do. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and confer together. What are we going to do with these men? They asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny that. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must must warn them to speak no longer to anyone this name. Then they called them again and, and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. All right? So or, let's look at 19. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes to listen to you or listen to him. You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And see, I know we we call this the exception to the uh-huh. submission, but it's not the exception. Yeah. But it, it is the exception. Yeah. I'm not called to actively oppose my government 
unless yeah. it's because I'm following my God. Right. But at the same time, I'm still not called to actively oppose my government. I'm to submit to my government. Yeah. Because that's Peter and Paul are great examples. Right. Both of them ended up not yep. having great uh, ends of their lives uh-huh. yeah. because that's they right. both said, I will continue to do what my God has told me to do. The authority of the government ends when the government forbids you to do what God commands you to do. That's, you know, and and you're seeing that right now in churches in California. You know, uh, look at John MacArthur. And what does he say? Hey, we've tried to do live tranquil, peaceful with all of you. We we did what you asked us to do. But we said, if there is an overstep, we're going to gather again. You know, we're not going to bow and bend to Caesar. And we think that there is an overstep. You're now telling us that we can't gather as God's people. Here's the funny thing, Clint, and I I really want to ask your opinion on this. Okay. If Alabama tomorrow Uh enacted the same rules that California did, and I have a feeling we would gather as the church, we would take the same stand as John MacArthur's church has, and they came to arrest you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you feel that you are still submitting to the authority by being arrested? Yeah. By being arrested? By being arrested. What would be the the alternative? Actively opposing them. I mean, you can oppose the police. You can go down fighting. And oh. There's plenty of people that would. I, I don't. Well, I don't submitted. see. I don't see. I don't see them doing that in Acts four. Right. They said, yeah. "Well, if you arrest us, that's okay. We'll go to prison, yeah. and you're, mm-hmm. we're going to be yeah. singing anyway." I, I would say that you're compounding the. I would say no. I would say that you would have to say, "I understand what you are saying as the governing authority." I'm saying you're jurisdiction is over here because, and, and I think I told Lisa this a few weeks ago. I said, you know. Now, I don't serve as the one that would make that ultimate decision here, right? Right. So I, I will follow my shepherd's lead. Right. Okay, but if you're asking me what my decision would be, if it were my decision, like if we had Conclave Church of God, Signs and Wonders, <laughs> okay? So if that was, I would, I told Lisa this a few weeks ago, I said, I don't think I would, I don't think I would be in favor of closing again. You know, I think that I think I believe that we're called to gather. Mm-hmm. Okay, Casey, so you share the same opinion? Yeah, pretty close to uh, about being arrested. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that is submitting to authority. You know, I I would submit. I wouldn't fight. JTJ, I mean, I I think that's correct to submit to authority, regardless. See, I was asking myself this question, and here's what I thought: Would I submit to authority and be arrested? Mm-hmm. And, and be willing to go to jail because they can't tell me not to gather with the body of Christ and, and praise God. And I went, yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to get arrested. Yeah. And God, I mean, in my prayer time, he was like, why are there not enough Christians in the jails to bring about revival? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and I was like, thinking. hmm. It's like, Ooh, yeah, why, why do they not like, gather? <laughs> if, no. I'm, if I'm going to be honest with myself, do I have the faith to think that God— Yeah is powerful enough to harden the hearts of men so that they send all these Christians to jail so that we, I mean, you want to see the prison system reformed, let's Mm. save them all. Right. Mm. Let's see a revival start because you start throwing Christians in jail and they start saving everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, drug trade ends in jail and all these people come out of jail. I don't know why God isn't rescuing me from this prison cell. Well, maybe it's because you're supposed to blame where you're planted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do I think that God's powerful enough to where, to where he could use that 
to see a revival in our country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm th- if I'm honest with myself, you want to watch somebody from Mountain Brook or Vestavia or Hoover really testify to how good yeah. God is? Right. Watch what they do when Jefferson County criminal court has nothing but born again people coming through testifying that hey, you don't have to you don't have to give me parole because right. I've I'm serving God wherever you put me. Right. I mean, what? Yeah. Right. We go from 30% Christian in our prisons to 90, 99.7. Yeah. And you want to tell me yeah. that's not how a revival could start? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, where's that sound machine? Where? I know. Where's Brandon Massey when you need him? <laughs> but, I, I, but that's how yeah. Romans 13 acts out in our life. That's right. Mm-hmm. If they're going to persecute you for whatever you're doing, yeah. and it's important enough to God for you to do it. Right. Submit to their persecution because you don't know what God's going to do. Yeah, and and and, and in the same and, breath, yeah. He may decide. Don't think that He's not powerful enough to get you out of the arrest yes. and get you out of prison. Mm. Clearly, we see that in Scripture. Right. Look at look at again our our friends in California. The government has went to the courts four times to try to get them to uh, reverse the order and make to forbid them. And four times the judges said, "You don't have the authority to do that." Four times. And this is a liberal court. Liberal court. Four times. So, you know, it's it's just not our job to... Our job is to submit. Our job... But it's... Submit to man yeah. while submitting to God. Yeah. You always submit to God, yeah. but you submit to man yeah. during the course of If they of tell you to stop what God has mandated you to do, you disobey the government. And submit to their punishment. And to submit their to yep. punishment. Yeah. That, and you don't it. talk about that part. It's, it's so easy. No, no. But, I've, yeah. I, I, I guess I've never thought. I'm, I've never thought about it like that. About you know what? I'm going to go down guns blazing. Actually, no. Actually, no. You're not. Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to go down guns blazing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's actually a conversation. And I got really convicted because. I'm supposed to be a pastor. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. supposed to know what I'm talking about. I've been right. through seminary. I'm yeah. I'm running a ministry. And I had a brother tell me that the other day. And he was Baptist. And I was like, oh, hey, I'm getting some Holy Spirit talk from yeah. a Baptist guy. Uh-huh. He said, look, I've got a, a safe full of guns. Mm-hmm. And unless they actively tell me they're killing my wife or my child, right. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I'll get, I'll be arrested. Right. And I went, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, I would love to hear people's thoughts on this. Yeah. Like people that are listening or um, watching it on YouTube, I would love to hear people's thoughts like in the context of the climate of where we are today. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like, there are a lot of thoughts. It's it's hard. You know, Especially it, today. Yeah, there well, are. Well, I mean, like, sure, in, sure I, there are. I know in I general, but in 2020, you know. To tell people that you, it's as a Christian, you don't really, you need to like check your heart. Mm-hmm. Check what the Bible says. Is what actually check your heart. So, you know, hard is deceitful. Hard is deceitful. Of, of all things. Che, what does the Bible say? Yeah. You know, what's the Bible say? Yeah, but that's a great thing. It's also, submit to their their punishment. Just for the record, at least one of the four people in here is an active anarchist. Yeah, and we're still saying <laughs> submit to authority. Right. Yeah. Well, again, it's it's, it's kind of it, it's what I'll the three <laughs> it's what the three Hebrew boys said. We believe that the Lord will get us out of the punishment. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he'll, but he'll save said, us. But if he doesn't, but even if he doesn't, yep. we're and still not part of God's that's, plan. That's the deal. Is we say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I really think he'll get me out of this. You know, but even if he doesn't, 
that he knows. Uh, get me out of it. Uh, his or own he way. has Maybe a plan. We well, and that's the faith of Joseph. Right. The faith of Joseph is, look, I'm innocent. I'm going to yeah. tell you I'm innocent. Right. I'm, I'm being accused of things that I didn't mm-hmm. do. But if you're going to put me in jail, that's fine. I'll serve God in jail. Yep, that's right. And and he ended up saving his family because mm-hmm. that's how he got promoted. Yep. Like, why don't we have that faith anymore? Right. Why don't I have? Why don't I? And I'm not, I'm not pointing right. at anybody else. Why don't right. I have that type of faith anymore? Right. Yeah. Well, let's hear from some people. Maybe they'll, they'll give Absolutely. us some comments. Yeah. And tell if us you're about watching it. on YouTube, you can definitely uh, uh, share your thoughts in the comments, and maybe we we may look at them, respond, or Absolutely. bring them up in the future. Sure. Um, and of course, uh, you know, give us a like, a share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think this is some good stuff, please share it with your friends. Um, yeah, we're all over social share media. Share it with your friends, classmates, and comrades. <laughs> I'm a little lost for comrades. right now. <laughs> we were talking about China a little bit too much. Uh, right. the word comrade. <laughs> In Russia, we submit to authority. That's right. <laughs> all right, on. Oh. Well, this was a good talk, fellas. This is a good one. I'm very overwhelmed right now. Yes. I always love talking about Romans 13. That's one of my favorite chapters. Yeah. Because it's so contentious. It is. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at 12, too. It's really yeah. strange, though, because you, don't, you, you don't think of Paul as being a very straightforward person. He's very flowery with his language. But then you look at chapter 13. But then you look yeah. at 13, yeah. and he's like, no. He's this like, is how it's supposed to, to be. <laughs> Why well, couldn't he be that way in all the stuff he I talks know. about? <laughs> yeah. Well, Peter's normally the one that's more blunt about what he thinks. And Paul's the flowery person. It's like, well, maybe Paul got Peter to write that one chapter. And the rest is just Paul. <laughs> this one came out of when they were hanging out together in Acts yeah. uh, 15, where they were in Jerusalem and they were talking to each other. That's where this particular part. <laughs> Peter's like, mm, I'm going to revise this. <laughs> Take us home, Casey. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, well, like I said earlier, we're all over social media. You can follow us, uh, find a Conclave on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, you can watch the episodes mm-hmm. on YouTube coming every job, Casey Thursday. Hall. Oh, of course. Um, uh, but if you don't want to, if you don't want to watch us and see what we look like, you can just listen to us on wherever you like to stream. Uh, yeah, if you don't want to look at uh, Greg's beautiful beard and Clint's, why would you not want to look at Greg's beard? Right. Uh, then you can listen to us on wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and <laughs> iHeartRadio and so on. Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts. And yes. I got lost. No worries. I'm not the flow. That's what, what I'm here for. I got your six. Well, I thought that was a, another great episode. And Absolutely. I, we will see you next week for yeah. another episode of Conclave Radio. Conclave Radio.